Good morning, fashion friends, and welcome to Fashion Friday. I'm coming to you today from Los Angeles. I'm in LA for a few days, so I am taking some time out to talk to you about uh, what's going on in the fashion world. And funny enough, I'm actually sitting outside in a place where there's lots of people watching. And I'm just sort of taking note at uh, some the biggest difference between L.A. streets and New York streets in terms of fashion. Um, two major things. One, people wear a lot less clothing, obviously, because it's warmer. Um, two, people. Te- I think people in L.A. don't really tend to dress for the weather. They kind of just dress maybe how either how they're feeling or... Or their current mood, or what's sort of on trend, or what just what they feel like wearing that particular day, um, because I see a huge range of everything from leather jackets to you know tank tops and shorts, and kind of everything in between. Whereas I feel like in New York, we people dress for the weather. I mean, let's face it, we kind of have to. Um, and it makes sense. We have four seasons and then some, sometimes it feels like we have a fifth in there sometimes, which is the, the it's fall or winter, but the temperature reads like spring or summer. <laughs> so that's kind of the, uh, the other season we have. Um, and I think also people tend to dress in more layers. Obviously it gets colder on the East coast, especially in the Northeast. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think I know myself, I definitely check the temperature or the weather forecast usually for the week when I'm thinking about what I'm wearing to a specific event and I think people in LA don't so those are probably the two biggest biggest things that I've noticed um, is temperature and then kind of just just or not and just wearing whatever you wanted Um, you know I've seen people in sweatshirts and in chunky sweaters I actually saw someone on the street of Beverly Hills wearing a suit with a scarf and the scarf was a pashmina scarf so it had some weight to it It wasn't full-blown winter scarf but it was definitely a not a summery scarf oh by the way the temperature was about 84 degrees so (laughs) go figure I don't know he was he was trying to make fall happen anyway having said that um, it is fashion month and I've been talking about each fashion week that's happening New York first followed by London followed by Milan and then of course Paris sort of wraps it up which is happening now Um, so I want to talk about last week's Milan fashion week and basically my summary of what I saw, uh, Milan is a little bit shorter than than New York. It's about five days long. And generally speaking, Milan is known for its leather, um, its accessories. Um, it, it definitely don't shy away from things like that. Um, this, this season for spring 2020, the themes were very similar to New York and London. So there was lots of suiting, lots of outerwear. Now, you think about this. Runways were showing their spring 2020 collections. Why was there so much outerwear? You know, someone brought this up to me the other day and asked me this question. And I I thought about it. And I said, well, think about this. Um, There's lots of outerwear. Designers know that these collections will be hitting the stores when it's still cold months in a lot of different, uh, most parts of the country. So outerwear will, think about it, spring, when do we start to see spring? February. 
mid-February, maybe early, but probably by February, but definitely by March 1, you're seeing spring clothing. And it is no question, it's still very, very cold. So now we're seeing a lot of designers incorporate outerwear into their quote-unquote spring collection, but the spring collection actually arrives in stores when it's still cold. (laughs) So that makes sense. That's the good news for the consumer. It's good for us. How many times have you bought something and you had to put it away for the next season, for a month, maybe two months? Maybe you find a great buy in July, for example. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking about Nordstrom's anniversary sale. It's fantastic. It's a great sale to take advantage of. It's a great, there's great new product that's in store, but it happens in July and it is clearly sweaters and coats and fall cold weather items. So, you know, unless I think even if you live in Maine, you're probably not going to wear it right away. You probably still have a little bit of of time, at least a few weeks. If you live, you know, in New York, you definitely have a few months, you know, from July to probably August, uh, September rather, September, October, maybe even November if it's a winter coat. So think about that. This makes sense. It's better for us. The other thing is I just wonder if this will continue. So so if we're, if designers are doing that and if they're doing the opposite in the fall, so fall runways, we see what's coming out for the following spring. But if in September, it's often still warm. So I wonder if we're going to see more and more of that. That almost defeats the purpose, if you think about it. But not because they're still giving themselves that lead, lead time, I guess, to have things manufactured and, you know, buyers to buy things and things to be made, actually. So they can never actually be on time at the same time. That wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't, there would, just wouldn't be enough lead time for that. So, but I like the idea that there's, we're starting to see more and more pieces that are you could wear right away so if it's in stores in the in september we'll be able to wear it in september if it's in stores in february we'll be able to wear it in february and so on so i kind of like that idea um okay so back to milan so the other thing we saw i saw was lots of puff sleeves now we saw this again in new york this is going to be a tricky trend um, you're, you don't want to look like, you know, a bad prom dress circa 1982. So this is going to be a little bit trickier, ladies, on how to wear it. I love this trend, by the way. I do love it. But this is the, my, my word to the wise is be careful. So be careful how you wear this, what you pair it with. Um, I saw a really adorable sort of a crop top, not super short crop top, more like just, just maybe two inches of your midriff would be, would be exposed. And it was a printed, very soft, girly, uh, feminine pattern with puffs, a little puff sleeve, a small puff sleeve paired with leather pants and a high heel. And I thought, wow, that's a great date night look. Um, so that's, that's one example. You know, you don't want to do it with you know, a bubble dress and a puff sleeve and, you know, really look like you are, you know, straight out of the eighties. So it's going to be tricky. It's also going to depend on your, your size, your frame, um, you know, a extremely tall woman or broad shouldered woman, I would not put in puff sleeves. I think that would just, you know, you would feel ginormous and I don't think that that would be the best look. Um, the other thing I saw was, and I love this for spring was jungle inspired prints. I absolutely love this. I thought, wow, this is a nice departure from, you know, typical, we see florals in spring, of course, and we see sort of palm leaves and lots of 
earthy botanical sort of themes. But what about a jungle inspired print? How cool is that? I love this idea for resort wear. I love it for summer, um, for vacations. I thought that's a nice departure than your typical florally slash leafy. We've seen a lot of that banana leaf print, um, that's, you know, the Beverly Hills Hotels is known for. We've seen all of that. And that all makes sense to see in spring. It's like saying nautical stripes are in for spring. Um, so this is something a little different, sort of jungle inspired in more of like neutral tones, sort of khakis and taupes and browns and creams. So I love that idea for spring. I think it's something a little bit, a, a little bit of a newer twist on a, on a summer print. Um, other than that, it was basically the same thing that we saw in London and New York. Like I said, colors were very, very similar. That bold blue stood out to me in Milan Fashion Week. A very, very bold blue. Lots of oranges, as we, as I've talked about before. And um, lots, lots of pastels for spring as well. So orange is huge for the spring. And again, it's a range of sort of a sherbet orange all the way to a really bold, bold orange, more of a stronger saturated orange. So there's kind of, again, orange is not always easy to wear on every skin tone, but I think with all different shades, everyone can find something. So maybe you do a soft peachy orange or maybe more of a pinky orange. Maybe you've got to wear something with more brown undertones um, and that's your orange, more of like an Hermes orange. Um, or maybe you do something more of a neon. Maybe you've got really dark skin and, and a neon um, orange looks great. So um, be on the lookout for that. Something you could certainly start wearing now and incorporate into your wardrobe now, as well as pastels and certainly bold blue. So that is my summary of Milan Fashion Week. Um, after the break, I'm going to talk about pro tips on how to style a couple of these trends that we've been seeing out, out there in the streets and on the runways season after season. So you won't want to miss this. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. I'm coming to you from sunny Los Angeles, where I am outside, people watching, kind of taking it all in, noticing the difference between New York street style and L.A. street style. And as I said before, the main thing is definitely layers and uh, there's more of a difference here in the way people dress. I've seen everything from, you know, leather jackets, fleece to, you know, tank tops and shorts. So, um, and I think in the Northeast and New York area, you, we tend to just dress for the weather. Um, and uh, maybe because we have such a variance in, in weather in different days. But having said that, and by the way, a lot less black too here. 
Having said that, I wanted to talk about wearable items and things that are in your closet and how to wear a couple of things that we've been seeing. I've been talking about a lot on the show. We've been seeing out on the streets and on the on the runways as well and in, just in the fashion world in general um, and sort of maybe a, a few tips on how to wear them. The first one is trainers or sneakers. By the way, I use these two words interchangeably. They mean the same thing, trainer or sneaker. Basically, it's a it's a sneaker. It's a rubber sole bottom. Not necessarily something that you would wear to the gym though. So, and that's kind of what I'm talking about is how to style it not for a workout. We obviously can all uh, dress ourselves for a workout, but this is basically an athletic shoe that, or maybe I shouldn't even call it that. It's a sneaker, a rubber based bottom, but that is not something you would wear for a workout. So it maybe it doesn't have support or it doesn't have um, the, the comfort and the shock absorbent that you need. Um, maybe it's a neoprene or it's velvet or it's platform or it's, uh, you know, a little bit heavier on your foot, but it's not for the workout. So first way to wear, you know, incorporating this athleisure trend, I think into your wardrobe is one of the easiest things to do if you haven't already. And it's gives you that sort of grown up way to find, um, you know, to add another layer to your wardrobe and to find something fun and exciting to wear. Um, so first of all, the first thing you've got to do is find a pair that flatters your ankles and legs. And I think people don't think about this. So, you know, two of my favorite words in the, in the terms of the fashion world are size and scale. And this applies to everyone and everything. If you think about it, it doesn't matter what your height, your size, your shape, your build is. Just put it all into perspective is size and scale. You can wear just about anything if it's the right size and scale. So same thing kind of goes for sneakers. And I'll give you an example. I'll use myself as the example. I have, I'm short, I have short legs. I have very skinny little ankles. I call them olive oil ankles. And by the way, I embrace them. I love them. This is what I've been given. <laughs> I've been given, so I work with it. Um, I love to wear a big chunky shoe, just like olive oil did. Um, a big platform, a big heavy sneaker. I think it's a really nice, the sort of offsets the the boniness and the skinniness of my ankle. I then would would say if you're the opposite, if you've got maybe more muscular calf or an ankle that's a little bit thicker on the heavier side, I wouldn't do a big chunky shoe. It's basically it's just going to add weight, visual weight to your to your overall appearance. So some things to keep in mind when you're trying to sort of incorporate sneakers into your into your wardrobe. Okay, so grown up way to to do this. Um, one of my favorite ways to wear sneakers is with a flowy dress, whether it's solid or printed. I love, love, love this look. I think this is something that can be worn day or night. I think it's an easy transitional type of look as well. Any time of year, because you can then layer on, um, sweaters, jackets, whatever it may be or not. I think it's something that's a great look for vacation. And here, here it is. Picture this. You're on vacation. Chances are you're taking a lot of photos. You have a dress on. You immediately look dressier than you probably are or feel. You know, you feel pulled together. Um, and then you throw on a sneaker. And that now you're ready for sightseeing or shopping or going to lunch or just about any activity you could think of. You can do because you're in a sneaker. And yet it's pulled together with a dress. 
um, that, that would be more of like if you're doing a shorter dress. Um, a longer dress would work as well, or a maxi skirt, whether it's bodycon, fitted, or flowy. Um, I would then do even maybe a chunkier sneaker. I would, I would work, me personally, I would work into um, wearing with a longer skirt. Also, it's very comfortable if you think about this. Um, so uh, it, it makes it easy and it makes it, like I said, pulled together and um, basically you could wear anywhere. This could be work, this could be every day, this could be weekend wear, etc. Um, the obvious way is jeans and a t-shirt and a blazer. So this always works with sneakers. Um, I throw in the blazer because that's really what's going to keep it looking pulled together. You know, jeans and sneaker, uh, jeans and a t-shirt and sneaker. Yeah, that's a, your basic one-on-one weekend wear. Add a blazer. Add a blazer in leather. Add a blazer in velvet or corduroy or tweed. Now you're stepping up your game. Now you're kind of getting it into the more casual Friday type of look. Um, and I think that that will will obviously make your outfit look just more neat and sort of pulled together. Um, the other way I love to wear it is a plaid suit. So this is probably my favorite. So sort of blending suiting and sportswear. One of my favorite ways to wear, to wear, to pair with sneakers. Um, and by the way, kudos if you do a plaid suit, cause then you're very on trend. Um, so keep that in mind. It's, it's sort of that, um, casual Friday look, but dialed up a notch. And guys, this could be for you too. This isn't just for women. You could easily incorporate a sort of a sleek, maybe it's a leather sneaker, maybe it's something not so, you know, in a neutral color and wear it with a suit. I think it looks fantastic. Suit being the pants and the matching um, jacket. I don't think I would do it with a skirt. You're kind of going to look a little like, um, you know, 1980s and um, shorts and a suit being shorts and a, and a jacket. Yes, very casual, very chic, um, but way more casual than pants. So I would definitely incorporate that into your wardrobe as well. And you know, you can always, if you need to wear a dressier shoe, you can always swap it out. It's super easy to just throw a pair of heels or a dress shoe or a loafer in your tote bag and swap out with the sneaker, whether you're commuting or, or it's just to change it up for the office or it's to go out to dinner afterwards. Um, but I love this look. I absolutely love a good, um, suit with with a fantastic fashionable sneaker all right the other thing I wanted to talk about was how to wear sequins for day so this is something that I think I get a lot of questions on people still are a little bit reluctant to do um, so sneak sequins for day it's really simple I'll give you the formula it's basically keep the sequin piece very tailored so, um, you know, whether it's a pencil skirt or it's a trouser or it's a blazer or it's a top, keep it very tailored and then pair it with something that is also tailored, but very subtle. So subtle in, in design and su- maybe also subtle in color as well and texture. So I'll give you the example. One of my favorite ways to wear sequins for a day is I own a few sequin pencil skirts. So the pencil skirt is a classic, really simple silhouette. Comes just above the knee. Um, I have one that goes flares out and goes below the knee. And I pair it with a classic white button-down shirt tucked in. Or a button-down denim shirt. 
it makes it then work appropriate. It makes me look and feel pulled together and polished. Yet that sort of the ease of the button down makes it a little a little bit more relaxed, um, and and makes that daytime. Um, and then the shoe, obviously I would keep that a little bit more dressy. I wouldn't pair, um, sneakers with sequins. (laughs) I would not. Um, anyway, so that's another way to, if you do, maybe if it's a sequin trouser, maybe you add, add a sneaker. I think it has to be the right cut, but it would certainly dress it down. Um, and then I think if you want to dress it up, you've got to add more luxurious fabrics. So something like, um, if you've got a let's say sequin trousers I would then pair that with um a, maybe a silk cami and a velvet blazer so that's luxurious fabrics if you've got uh, your sequins are on the top your top portions wearing sequins I would then maybe do a leather pants or a velvet trouser you know keeping it um, more luxurious this is going to dress it up if you want to keep it casual you know it's sequins and a t-shirt Um, it's sequins and a denim jacket, you know, like a a tank top and a denim jacket. These are all ideas that you can, uh, ways to incorporate sequins for day and sequins into your everyday wardrobe. Um, it doesn't have to be wear into a formal event like it used to be. And by the way, then you've got the piece already. So rolling into the holidays or special events, you've got that sequin piece that you actually can wear the way it was first originally intended to wear, which is, you know, to a a semi-formal or formal events, which is how we used to think of how to wear sequins only. So think about that. Think about incorporating it. You've got to, the key there is, again, just keep that piece, the second piece, the non-sequin piece, very subtle in both texture and in color. Um, and I would just keep the basics in mind. So think basic. When, when you're, you've got a not-so-basic piece being a sequin, um, you've got to think basic to pair it with. So keep that in mind. And you can't go wrong can't go wrong at all. Um, another thing I think is important to talk about, you know, kind of working into your wardrobe is leather. So most people will generally have a one leather piece and it's usually a leather jacket. And I really like the thought of just about everything to be leather. So jeans, whether it's a, a, you know, pants, not leggings, not necessarily leggings, um, a blazer, a top, you know, this whole trend right now is sort of leather on leather. I think it's fantastic and I love it. Um, but I also think you could get more wear out of it than what you think. Um, so you've got to, again, don't be afraid of it. Um, I'm seeing also a lot of leather jumpsuits in stores. So that might be an idea. Listen, ladies, that would be a fantastic option for black tie or for semi-formal, I should say. Black tie too, but definitely semi-formal. You could easily wear a leather jumpsuit, a pair of metallic sparkly heels, strappy heels, and a great statement earring. And you're instantly you look fabulous. If it's in black, especially, I think you would really look fantastic and different. It would set you apart from the rest and, um, still look appropriate 
you know, for whatever the affair is. I think it's very chic as well. Um, but if we're talking about for day, leather for day, don't be afraid to wear leather for day and to, and to again, just incorporate it where you would a, a work piece. So a blazer or a, or a skirt or a blouse, you swap that out for the leather piece and, and there you have it. You've got a new way to sort of wear it. Don't shy away from it. You know, you say, well, I have a leather jacket. Well, just about everybody has a leather jacket. So I'm saying push through and try something different. Maybe it's an A-line dress in all leather. Um, and it's, you know, it's, I think people are afraid, a little bit afraid to wear so much leather. Trust me, you will love it. And again, it doesn't have to be colored leather. It could be just all black. It's maybe a little bit safer way to sort of dip your toe into the trend. Um, and I, I just think it will look super chic. Here's the other thing to keep in mind. You want to take it up a notch. I would pair leather with silk. I think this looks beautiful. Maybe it's just a little silk neckerchief around your neck. Maybe it's a pair of metallic-y sparkly shoes. Um, maybe it's a handbag done in, you know, like a little satin pouch handbag. This really would elevate the leather from, from day to night. Um, so some a couple of things to think about of how to wear these things for day. You could certainly wear, by the way, you could wear sneakers and leather. I'm just thinking about the tr- what we were talking about earlier. You could definitely wear a trainer or a sneaker and leather leggings or leather pants rather um, in sort of a denim cut. Maybe, you know, five pocket denim cut that looks like denim, but it's in leather. You could absolutely wear sneakers with that. And then I would stay dressier on the top as well. Sort of as maybe a a chiffon blouse or some sort of dressier top. Um, I would not do all these trends at once, by the way. I would not do sequins, leather, and sneakers. Um, You could. It just would be a little bit more tricky. So for starters, I would pick one piece. Like I always say, pick that one hero piece and highlight that. Keep everything else really simple. So classic goes a long way. Simple goes a long way in the fashion world if you're trying a, um, a new trend. All right, so having said all of that, I have many examples of this on my social media, so I wanted to throw that out there. If you're not following me along, following along, um, please do. So my social media channels, both Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I am, my handle is Wardrobe Envy, at Wardrobe Envy, and it's wardrobe hyphen envy, E-N-V-Y. Um, if you would like to read about it, I usually break down all the trends on my blog, which is also wardrobeenvy.com. And, uh, usually post about every two weeks or so. So I've got lots of pictures about, of all the things that I talk about here on the show. So you can kind of follow along some of the trends and just how I try to mix it up. I try my best to wear different colors and patterns and show some of the examples of what I talk about here on the show. And I'm always happy when people leave comments and I encourage feedback. Tell me what you love, what you don't love. Um, ask any questions you want. Of course, I will always answer them and get back to you. Um, at some point and um, I try my best. Um, so yeah, so be sure and check that out. I've also have a YouTube channel that um, we're soon going to be launching a second video. I've only done one so far, but we're going to launch the second video very soon. Um, probably just before the holidays. I will keep you posted on that when it launches. That's also wardrobe envy. And um, what else can I talk about? Uh, that's all my social media channels. I think Instagram is probably 
the best and the stays up to date with me as I update it constantly. And, you know, someone from my team will also update it in real time. My Insta stories is also a great way. That's, I usually use my Insta stories to share the events that I go to. So that's another good way to to find um, of where I'm going and what's happening in the fashion world is sort of document all that. And there is a link on my uh, Instagram page to get to all of this, to get to my wardrobebenby.com, to the blog. So, all right, I'm almost out of time. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH and WGCH.com anywhere. Go, go, go.